Good afternoon and welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles. This is the Bicycle Hour. Uh, you're listening to WMCN 91.7 FM, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. Joined in studio today by uh, the legend, Marcus Bush, who's <laughs> everybody knows by one name, Bush. How you doing today, Marcus? Uh, looking pretty good. Excited for this rain. Maybe the cross course will get nice and muddy. I soon. was just going to say, this is like, you know, we could get some mud this week. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk all things cyclocross. Uh, Bush is a uh, cyclocross coach, among other things, uh, and a very good racer. So we'll talk a lot about what's going on in cross here in uh, Minnesota. As we always do, we'll start with a little uh, update on velodrome news from the National Sports Center. Uh, last night we had our Thursday night lights as always. It was kind of a nice preview for the fixed gear classic, which is coming up tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, Chad Weisgrim from the vision racing squad took the 40 plus scratch race, uh, state championship, uh, went off on a flyer. It was a very aggressive, uh, race. And a lot of guys were taken, were attacking throughout the race, but Chad launched himself with about two laps to go and never looked back. And it was a, it was really a fun race to watch. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of fun, and we had a bunch of the racers from the Fixed Gear Classic who were participating uh, in, the, in the events last night. So big fields and, uh, and some really high-caliber racing. Good preview of this weekend. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just a quick reminder, uh, 6.30, things kick off tonight for the Fixed Gear Classic. Um, we've got some qualifying uh, heats that will theoretically take place this afternoon right now. Latest word from the Sports Center is that uh, we're in a, a hold pattern. Uh, we're postponing, given the rain, and hoping to race yet tonight. So the best place to get information is to call the hotline, uh, good old phone technology. And that mm-hmm. number is 763-785-5651. So 763-785-5651. Uh, that's the place to get the most updated information. Uh, we will have it out on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, but stay tuned to uh, to that for the schedule. And then Saturday, uh, qualifying heats for those races start at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, the finals and real racing starts at 4.30. So be sure to stop out and check out the NSC Sports, or the NSC Velodrome up in Blaine. Yeah. All right. It's track racing, you know, easy, smooth. Turn left. Turn left, go That's fast. Yeah. You know, not a lot of sophistication, not a lot of craziness happening. Cross is a different game. It's a it's a different game. Um, I'm actually kind of laughing too. People can't see because he was he was saying five six five one five six five one, and I, I did dabble with the track for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. yeah, I called that hotline a lot. <laughs> it gets and like, as you stuck it, in I'm your like, brain. No, yep. It's in my brain. I got this. <laughs> you don't even need it on speed dial. <laughs> um, yeah, no, across. I think it's just a different, a little different cycle sport. Um, but then again, it's always been just kind of a cross training sport. Mm-hmm. At least, yep. Most of the 1900s, and if, and you know, I'll probably get into it later. But I did what I should do, which is. I went to uh, Google.com and looked at Wikipedia for the history of cyclocross. Nice, there you go. In today. Awesome. Refreshed a little on that. Yeah. Um, so before we get too deep into cross, yeah, yeah. let's learn a little bit more about you. I mean, oh, and when did you start riding bikes? What's your history on two wheels? That kind of thing. Um, well, it was usually four wheels. I was the youngest kid. So ah, I was right. On, training I was on wheels. Training yep. wheels for the longest time. Nowadays, just go straight to the scoots. You know. Um, <laughs> you yeah, don't so, still ride training wheels, do you? No, no. Um, <laughs> When I was a kid, yeah, I was definitely the, the young one on the block, so I, I was the slowest. You know, yep. I remember getting into a race with my neighbor, and he had a he ran, and I rode his bike, and he beat me. Like oh it was, no, it was not good. <laughs> um, he tricked me though; he put it in the tie at the tallest gear. Right oh, the nice. 
Thanks, so I was thinking yeah. about that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the neighbor kids, you know, I was, I was the smallest and, um, and so really like, yeah, I started riding when you're, you know, four or six years old, yep. whatever. Yep. Um, but I don't think I really got into riding that much a little bit when I was living in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. I got into the road and triathlon scene, uh, realized I couldn't swim. Um, <laughs> that, so that's a barrier. Pulled back out of that. I <laughs> uh, got into road for a while as, as we do, as mm-hmm. one does, I guess. Yep. And then, um, it was pretty much going back to Michigan, back to my hometown during the recession. I moved mm-hmm. back home and I met a guy named, uh, Jason Lowitz. He's a bear claw bicycle company in, okay. in Northern Michigan. Um, and he's like, Oh, there's this thing called cross. Yeah. Like, what is that? You know? And so poor marketing by uh, specialized, I thought it was some new form of triathlon, um, <laughs> but it wasn't. And so I, I actually, what I did was I, um, I got a bike, uh, off some farmer's land. It was a 73 continental. Wow. Um, and they gave it to me. I traded him a little bell. Nice. The bike shop I worked at. Wow. And gave, they gave me this continental. It was yellow. So we, we, um, we uh, sandblasted it, painted it primer gray. I put on, uh, I had the American bottom bracket, so I just nice. put on, like a square taper and some yeah. wheels. And wow. some guy came to the shop with old rusted out or, or not um, dry rot tires. Yeah. And so I took them, put them on there, put oh on one brake. So I put $58 into that. <laughs> wow. It was a single speed. Uh, nice. It, the gearing was, I think, 2212. Wow. Wee! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just a hamster it was wheel. Something like that. Yeah, it was like twenty two twelve or something. So wow. I, was, I happened to pull an old, you know, square taper crank off an old bike. And, yeah. Um, Crazy. So I would say for cross, that was my first bike, and that was back in uh, probably oh nine. Wow. It probably yeah. weighed like six hundred pounds too, didn't it? The frame was over eleven pounds. Yeah. Not frame and fork. Right. Just the frame. steel frame. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Didn't exactly go straight, but that's fine. <laughs> um, but it that, that might be operator uh, error, right? Uh, well, <laughs> go talk to the old Schwinn folks and be like, oh, they always had to straighten out those old ones, yep, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was awesome. my first cross bike. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So if you have $58 and you know a farmer, you can race cross. You can race cross. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Yep. Well, in farmland, that's perfect cross training, right? That's uh, Yeah, <laughs> right up on dirt roads. Totally. Yep. Yeah. That's great. So uh, you obviously do some uh, some coaching. Tell us a little bit about your coaching services. Um, yeah. So um, I run a little company called Bush Builds, mm-hmm. um, bushbuilds.com, at Bush Builds, all that. Um, and this kind of grew, I hate to say it, but organically in a way. Um, a couple of years back, probably three, four years ago, um, we started meeting up in the park behind the house mm-hmm. and just doing little drills my friend Ken and I did. And then eventually we we kind of started getting more people interested mm-hmm. and more people got interested. And next thing you know, we'd have 50 people showing up on a Sunday morning wow. to just do cornering drills. That's to great. Do mount dismount drills. Um, you can imagine that comes becomes pretty expensive and time consuming. Mm-hmm. So um, developed a business. We've been running that a little bit this year, mostly one on one sessions. I focus on off road. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of just where I am. Yeah. I don't get really excited about training plans and yeah. like how many watts you can put Yeah, out, what zone I, are you in right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's part of the sport, sure. but it's much more exciting to see someone come in and within an hour or two go from, you know, I'm really comf- uncomfortable with cornering or mm-hmm. I don't know how to get on and off my bike or something. Yep. And then by the time they leave, they ride away and like hop over a curb. Yeah. You know, that's, that's got a nice short window and I have a short attention span, so it, <laughs> it fits in pretty it's well. Immediate gratification. <laughs> yeah. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's interesting too, because I think a lot of people, you know, you just, a lot of people just get on a ride, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so their technical skills, whether they're in a pack or in weird terrain right. are, are lacking because they've never been taught 
those fundamental techniques. It. And it's a lot like the track, right? You yep. go out there, you got to go through the track training Absolutely. first. And it wasn't until doing track training that I went back out to the road and was yeah. like, oh, this is how I should ride. Yeah. Track. Yep. You know, so it's some of that fundamental pieces. Mm -hmm. uh, P.S. Spoiler alert. Jason's going to try to convince me that cross is not a great sport, <laughs> uh, but I'm going I'm to. I won't. I won't argue yeah, with yeah. you on that point, but I will argue <laughs> about other things about the sport because so, I think I think cross is is can be really, really fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So how, how do people learn more about your coaching? Um, yeah, Tell go to again. Instagram at Bush builds, um, B U S H B U I L D S, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right. And then bushbuilds.com. Cool. Um, that's usually where I do most of the stuff. We have a couple of free cross clinics coming up September 9th and 16th okay. in South Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. uh, all the details are up on the interwebs. Great. Um, I think we're on Facebook too. Great. Um, and those are donation. If you got 20 bucks, cool. Mm -hmm. If not, no big deal. Uh, we got five hours of instruction. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so we try to cover all the fundamentals. Sure. You know, um, I'm sure there may be a coach out there being like, you're giving this away for free. Yeah. We we cover the fundamentals. We want to make sure that everybody can get out and be safe, confident, yep. comfortable for that first time they cross yeah. the, the yellow tape. Yeah. Um, and then the people around them are safe too, you know. Yep. And that's the only way we can all grow. But those, you know. This gets you out on course. Yeah. But if you really want to learn more, you're going to have to engage either with other people out there. Yeah. Or you're going to have to outsource come back that to, to you a guys. coach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so there's plenty of coaches in the Twin Cities, and there's not a shortage of people looking mm -hmm. to get stronger on bikes. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great community for them. I mean, I think regardless of what, what sport you're in, having somebody guide you through those early, you know, your first couple of races mm -hmm. is so, so huge. I mean, we put on the clinics at the... Um, the Big Waters Classic races yep. for for new people, and we always have uh, the most one day licenses sold of any race in the oh, state. Yeah, that's good because of that, you know. And all we do is put on an hour that's basically like here's how to corner yep. in a criterium, and here's how to draft and pick a wheel. Yeah, you know. So it's really simple, fundamental stuff. But when you go to the race for the first time, and you're like, I don't know where to put in my number. I don't know how to register. I don't know where to go to the bathroom. If you've just got that level of confidence, that okay, I've seen the course. And I know kind of what to expect. What to expect, it's yeah. It's it's huge. Um, it, you know, we kind of sometimes call it like hand-holding, right? Like yep. getting someone to that first race. Totally. But when I came to Minnesota, um, you know, it's there's a lot going on here, especially for the race scene. Mm -hmm. um, my hometown, you do maybe one race every other week. Yeah. It could be mountain, could be road. Mm -hmm. um, here, you know, it was amazing. I could ride five, I could race five, six days a week. Yeah. And every discipline, mm -hmm. um, and that was that was kind of overwhelming. Yep. So you kind of needed that person to like pull your hand into the first one. Yep. I think the Wednesday night uh, CX series put on right now uh, that moves around the Twin Cities, so mm -hmm. it helps engage more communities there. Yep. Um, great place to go up, and if you're just curious, just to like watch, stand on one side of the tape, get to know some people, yeah. and you'll realize quickly like that looks real scary. Yep. But I can tell you, there's like five things you have to learn. It's just how much you're going to work on. Yeah, those. and and you always see you, you see two faces on cyclocross riders' mm -hmm. faces. You see the absolute gutted pain face, yep. or you see people just giggling uncontrollably. Yeah. And, and I will say, too, the, the, the focus calm face. Yeah. Uh, you, yep. you know, we're talking about, like, uh, who to watch out for. Yeah. If you ever watch, like, Katie Compton, yeah. she's just she's always in the pain cave, mm -hmm. but her face just says, I got this. Yep. And it's just very calm. Yeah. End of the race, she's all excited. Yeah. And I, I love watching her ride. It's it's really fun. She's yeah. a very inspirational person. So let's, let's go back in time uh, for people who might not know yeah. really the origins of Cross. Where did it start? What's the deal? Do we have some, like, background music? Some, like, <laughs> doo, 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 doo. Um, <laughs> We're in the Wayback so, Machine. Yeah, the, um, so according to Wikipedia, um, and I've, I've heard this story before, too. I mean, this was, 
early 1900s, you had things like the Tour de France getting started and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then those racers were saying, hey, what do we do? Right. And one way or another, they started riding off-road. Some mm-hmm. called it a steeplechase. Some just rode on gravel. Yep. Um, and for the gravel grinders out there, you could probably make an argument that gravel has always been how right. how uh, road came to be but I'll, I'll let that i'll leave that to somebody else <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's it's kind of an off-season training type thing is mm-hmm. what it's been but i think in the 70s and the 90s you started seeing more and more of this hey we can have a community event small mm-hmm. course do a couple laps over and over and over and i think the 2000s really picked up and i, I kind of thankfully got on that on that that wave yeah to where we are now yep um, and, and it does take place in the fall because we want that mud. And it's great for parks, too, because mm-hmm. we get to kind of exfoliate that grass, right. get it ready for the next Absolutely. spring. Yeah. So if, if your local park people are like, this is terrible for the grass, no. Yeah. We're just, we're just mm-hmm. aerating it. Refreshing. Yeah, yeah, we're just helping it out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You, know, you look back at some of those early days of, of cyclocross in, in Europe, obviously, mm-hmm. is where it really uh, got its start. And uh, it really was just a training in off-season training thing for road riders for right. the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And then it kind of took on a whole other level. Yeah. You know? I think it was in the 40s when UCI picked it up. Yeah. Um, after France? Oh, whatever. Anyway, somewhere in the 40s, the UCI kind of mm-hmm. picked it up as a more legit sport. Yeah. Um, and then I, the Belgians, of course, brought beer to the table. Oh, <laughs> thank you, um, <laughs> Belgians. Um, yeah. And, and they, got the, they got the weather for it, too. Yeah. You know, that nice mud that takes away a lot of that... Um, that advantage of just like, oh, I have more power than you. Yeah. Well, if you can't ride in mud, right. power doesn't really matter. Yeah, much. exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's really interesting. Those courses, I mean, every cross course is pretty compact, mm-hmm. but the European, especially the Belgian cross courses are, I mean, you know, you put them on in a parking lot, but they've got right. 700 feet of elevation change. Yeah. In that space. Just keep moving dirt around until yeah, you make it happen. that's right. And it, you do see a little bit more of that um, coming here, especially with things like track in, in Waterloo and then the um, Jingle Cross down mm-hmm. in Iowa. Yep. And you're seeing more of that influence come across the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like watching the Belgians when they come over and see how um, we're a different kind of fan base. Yeah. Like, we are in it. Yeah. <laughs> we're not just waving flags. We're right. yelling at you. Yep. And if you're a fan... Um, one of the best things you can try to do is go to that cat one, two race yep. and try to make the person on the lead laugh or lose focus for a minute. That's, that's winning from a spectator side. Yeah. There's, there's a whole culture of heckling, right? Yeah. I mean, that taunting is, is it's really centered to the U S as my dad would say, it would toughen you up. Yeah. There you yeah. go. That's right. That's right. It is interesting though. I've had a chance to go to a number of uh, Belgian cross races mm-hmm. and the crowd is very excited about people, but they're not anywhere near as engaged in working against or with right. a, a given rider. Yeah. And I think that's part of the community piece. When you look at a cross race, again, you got a small park somewhere. People yep. can do lap and lap and lap and yep. lap. You can move around the course. You mm-hmm. can see each one of those main features and the whole time you're there. Mountain is mountain biking is fantastic, but you might only set up on one or two spots in a mm-hmm. race just yep. because the, the elevation moving right. around. And then road, people are going by so fast. Yeah. And, and that's the only time you ever see them. Yeah. It's just kind of whoop, yep. gone. Yeah. So. It, uh, we were lucky enough to be able to see the Belgian national championships about five years ago mm-hmm. and, uh, it was all basically sand. Okay. So half of it was runnable and yeah. half of it was rideable. Yeah. And there we, we stood at the top of probably the highest point on the course. It was a sand dune and only five people in the whole day, juniors, uh, adult women, adult men mm-hmm. got to the top on their bikes, on the bikes. And so that was the greatest thing is to stand up on the, on the upside of that hill. Yeah. And it's like, come on, come on, come on. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Oh, uh, 
it was well, great. Yeah, and um, there's there's a there's a strategy there. Some of us are going to say like it's not worth the run. Yep. Or riding worth it. The ride, Some yeah. people are can do it and choose not to. Some people can't do it. Yep. I mean it's. It's kind of a personal choice, and I yeah. think that's what's um, there's so much thrown at you in 30 to 60 minutes, mm-hmm. and you get to personalize your race. But you're from from juniors through elite women, you are on the same course. You're yeah. doing the exact same course as mm-hmm. each other. Yep, and you get to make it your own. Yeah, and that's an interesting angle of, in cross that I don't think exists in any other. I mean, mountain biking sort of, but. Really, I mean, in in cross, it's you against the course. Yeah, it's not about, hey, I like, you know, lots of climbing or I, you know, so I'm excited about that. But it's you've got to really pre ride carefully to see what you're up against. Right. Um, Yeah. And I think we're um, one of the things that comes up, too, is just humility. You know, you've you've got a you got a strong motor and a strong ego. You can go hard, but then that corner takes you down Mm -hmm. and you've got about two seconds to evaluate everything that went wrong, yep. how you're going to fix it next time and yep. just shut it off. Yeah. Cause you're already back on the next corner. Yep. And when it comes back around taking that exhale, mm-hmm. going right through the corner, trying something new yeah. oh, or picking down. a different line yeah. yep. or, and it fell down again. Okay. What am I doing the next yep. time? So you might go through there three, five, seven times. Yeah. And if it's getting into your brain, mm-hmm. you got it. It's, it's a, um, for anyone with like, uh, some anxiety issues speaking from, from my presence, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a great experience to be like, no, you got to let that go. Yeah. You got to let it all drop out, mm-hmm. forget about it and then engage with where you're at right now. Yep. Yep. So it's uh, you can make an argument who has better uh, bike handling skills, cross riders or, or track riders. And I think there's a case to be made for both, but yeah. you, 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 you come up with more variables in a cross race. Yeah, I can, on, I can tap my brakes, though, if I need to do something. Well, there you go, right? <laughs> so, like, I got yeah, it out. You do. Um, yeah, and uh, getting stuck on the high line on the on the velodrome, too, especially like the one like the NSC with a yeah. steep angle. Yep. Um, yeah, you got to not only know how to hold it when going fast, but slow, yep, too. Absolutely. Um, but I, I would say they translate both ways. Yep. Because I've, I've had... Um, I've I've finished a flying five maybe yeah. once and mm-hmm. I was I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. So I was riding up on the top line, yeah. going around and then uh Bob's like, Come down, come down and I'm just like doing a track stand at the top, you know, and I'm like, Why? Jeez. What's the big deal? And they're all like you don't track stand up there. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> what, what could happen? I, yeah, I, I can slide down this. <laughs> yeah, it's an off-camber hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So so what do you think makes a good cross course? I mean, we talked a little bit about the difference in variation and stuff like that. What what makes a good cross course for you? I think you got to have some variation. You're going to have those power sections yeah. where you're going to just dig in and go. Yeah. Um, decision sections. Yeah. You know, so you mentioned the long sand. I think Angry Catfish a couple years ago did one at Carver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like 100 meters each way with a 180 on it. Oh, my gosh. And you could ride it. <laughs> yeah. Or you could run it. Yeah. And then the other side of that same course um, was this soft infill session, um, soft infill area, like a field. And so it got really muddy. And I think I rode half the sand and then ran the other half. Yeah. And then the entire mud section, which was uh, 150 meters long mm-hmm. of mud. Yeah. I ran it every lap. Just yeah. ran it. Um, for me, and if Fred Mills is listening, he wrote it. And I love Fred. Uh, he wrote it, but his bike got super heavy. Right? I bet it did. And I stayed yeah. light. And yep. that was one of the big issues later on in the race was yeah. just doing that. So good course. You got to have some elevation. You got to have some punchiness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, strategically laying out the barriers is fun, too. Yeah. Um, you can have really fast barriers, um, which can be fun. They can also be a little more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, not making it super hard to come around a corner and into a barrier. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe in a pro race. But even if you look at the big pro races in, in Europe, they don't 
make the barriers some awkward obstacle. Yeah, it's part of the course. I think I think it's got to be something where it's challenging, but not uh, so that the course becomes the star of the show. Yeah, no, you right. It's all you against your own brain. Yeah, that's what yeah. crosses. Yep, and you, I've seen course layouts. Uh, over at Aquila Fields, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, and it's just like nobody was having fun. Yeah. You know, people sliding through the tape two levels below, and you know, it's like, really? But then you get, the, <laughs> I think there was one two years ago that there was, what, each lap you went up this hill. Aquila is a um, very steep slope, probably one and a half to one going yeah. up, and it's got to be 30 feet high yeah. or so. And it's, I think one of the courses you went up like seven times a lap or mm-hmm. something. It's up, down, up, down. Yeah. And Wow. I wasn't there that day, but I heard some great stories about it. Yeah. Um, it's you can pick a course. And I think that's also a great thing about how Minnesota sets theirs up is that it's a, there's a series championship, too. Mm-hmm. So you've got your power course. you got your speed course. you got your technical course. Yep. You're going to have a muddy one. You're going to have a dry one. You're going to have a hot one somewhere in there with the new climate. Yeah. And like you're going to have to try it all yep. to get to that to get to that, you know, rider of the year. type yeah. thing. So uh, so that's an interesting element to me, and there's a lot more stuff I want to talk about, but mm-hmm. let, I want to kind of get into that schedule a little bit. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. So we've got, you know, racing started last uh, this week on Wednesday. Yeah. We had our first race of the, of the season. Uh, in Europe, you talked about, you know, how it started after the Tour de France, which obviously in the summer, but uh, it's always been at least a fall to winter sport. I mean, it's, it's almost like, October, like a, right? right. Yeah. And the heart of the season is December and January. Mm-hmm. So why do we have such an early start to the season here? Well, I think, uh, well, what's the lowest temperature in Belgium in December? Well, when, I, when we were at the national championships, it was about two degrees. Okay. It was miserable because we were wearing nothing. You know, we just had our, our, yeah. our mud boots on. Right. And we had a couple of pairs of socks, but we were not equipped for that, and it was awful. And that was in, like? That was January 10th, January? 15th. Yeah, it was mid So I'm thinking, what was it, two, two, three? Let's see. Kelly Bauer, are you out there? Give me a call. Uh, <laughs> I think it was two or three years ago we, we had, it was negative 20. Yeah. And that was the second week of November. Yeah. You know, so yep. I think part of that plays in is going to be the weather there. Um, it also, to me, it's, we got to sometimes make those choices. Yep. You know, there is, there's mountain bike season that's still going on. Yep. Um, I've got some, potentially some big mountain bike races left this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, folks just got done with Dam 240. They got yep. to go to 5 You got... Um, Iceman, mm-hmm. Schwam again, all those still coming yeah, up. Right. And we, there's so many cycle sports, especially in a state like Minnesota, where you've got to make a choice. Yeah. And so it's, it's a tough choice, but fitting everything in is a big part too. Yeah. You got fat biking coming up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are getting more engaged in that. Yep. Um, yeah, it's interesting. We've, you know, as part of the Minnesota cycling center and the work we're trying to do there to build mm-hmm. the indoor track, it's one of the things that we keep telling people is like, you, you, you can't ride all the bike races that you want to in yeah. Minnesota because they're all at the same time, right? They start in May or maybe a little earlier yeah. and they go through September or maybe a little later. And they're literally, I mean, you've got mountain bike races on the same day as road races, mm-hmm. as the same day as cross races. And it's like, you know, we need yeah. to have more variation. Good variation is good. And then it kind of reminds me of, um, you can, you can't do everything you enjoy, yep. but you can enjoy everything you do. Right. And so sometimes you just got to make gotta, that choice. Yep, absolutely. So I'm going to, I'm going to, not tell you no, you can't move the calendar, but I'm also going to nicely slide out of that conversation. You're with, very diplomatic. Yeah, we're very trying. Good. We're working on it. Yeah, but there's no drama. I mean, we got to d- generate some kind of drama in this conversation. Oh, the, the, grass crit the, people, the grass crit thing. The grass. Okay, we'll get, okay, we'll we'll get, get to, to that too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, I think the, this whole schedule thing is is sort of an offshoot too of our anxiousness to get out and ride. Oh you yeah. You know, I mean, the first race yeah. of the year, the first real race of the year, is is in the beginning of April. 
mm-hmm. and it sometimes has been in the in the end of March. Yep. And I think we're all just got so much cabin fever. We're done with the fat bike. We're throwing that in the wastebasket. Yep. By then, skis are gone. Yeah. Everything. And so people are just so anxious to get out. And then by July, mm-hmm. they're cooked on the road. Right. And then they're like, okay, I got to do something different. And I think that pushes the schedule forward for yeah, cross too. You've you've taken your life so seriously all year. Right. You did your winter exactly. training. You got out on the road. You yep. lost some crits. You yep. won some long ones. I've been st- and, staring at my power meter the whole yeah, the whole and, summer. And you're now it's you know like it's like you feel the crispness in the air. You you just yep. feel that moisture on the grass, and you're like, you know what? I just want to have some fun. Yep. I want to just I want to put this away. I want to have some fun for a little bit before yep. I go have go back in the cabin yep. and spend all year there. I think that's a lot of it. And if it, that smile you talked about, like mm-hmm. that, like oh, this is so much pain, but then that yep. smile, yep. it's the same smile a six year old makes the totally. first time they ride uh, yep. their bike in the rain. Yep. It is the same exact smile. Yep. And so maybe it's a little bit of us uh, shaking off our, our adult coats and. Mm-hmm. Getting back to it, I'm fairly metaphorical. If you, didn't notice, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, 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 but I totally agree with you. I mean, it, feels, yeah. it does make you want to just go off sweet jumps, right? Yeah, that's the kind of we feel just built you get. some sweet jumps last week. So nice, yeah. awesome. We might have them at the clinics this fall. Ooh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Very cool. Yep. Yeah, and, and and I think part of that too is there's a great community across. I mean, because you're mm-hmm. all on the same course, it's a confined space. Yeah, you all get to hang out a little bit. You know, and there's sort of a party atmosphere, and so people get to know each other. It feels welcoming, and yeah, and um, so yeah, I'll tangent a little bit there. Yes, you do get to ride the same course. Some of like you're seeing some of Jingle and Trek doing some pro lines, but that's yeah. because they've got a UCI race to right. run, so they right. got to keep that open. Yep. But generally, you're on the same course. You can talk about it. So you get done with your race. And you go to the next one, and there's somebody that's 50 years younger or older than you that mm-hmm. just did the same thing. Yep. Um, pick the the variations of humans that show up to these races yep. is fantastic. Yep. And you're all doing the same stuff. You've got different challenges, and you mm-hmm. can talk about them. Yep. And you don't um, – it, it's kind of like curling. You know, yeah. like people sit down afterwards, and they're like, how'd you do? Oh, yeah. I, I beat you because you did this. Right. Like we're not nearly as scared to talk about the strategy yeah. and what happened. And, and I think people go into it with different – uh, different expectations. You know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like triathlon in a way, because once you get past the, the whole shot on a mm-hmm. cross course, you have no idea where anybody is in a race. No, you don't have a clue. Right. So you could get lapped six times and no one would know. Yep. So it's not scary to come in dead last. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that partially makes the road less welcoming to new people because you lose. And you, and you know where you're losing. Yeah. Too. Um, yeah, I, I remember in specifically a couple of races or a year, a couple of years ago, I had some uh, some of my work on both of my hips. Um, mm-hmm. And after the first one, one of my first comeback races, I, I got into a, a sprint with one of the designers at, at Podium Wear, yeah. uh, Derek Vandevelde. And then I had just barely beat Matt Montesano that day. Matt's <laughs> nice. a track star. Yeah. He's not a cross guy. Yep. But I've been lapped by the entire field <laughs> except Matt. <laughs> Um, but I had just got my hips fixed and he had the flu, you know, <laughs> but, right. but we still, whatever yeah. we finished, we had some, some sandwiches yeah. left, you know, it was a good time. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's really a, a good part of the, of the cross scene is yeah. you did is welcoming to people. It's easy for people to sort of get into it and have fun with it. And there's a real, there's a real understanding why people do get kind of scared too, though. Cause mm-hmm. if you're on the other side of the tape and you're seeing what gets posted on Instagram yep. about like, oh man, look at this, look at this crash, look yeah. at all these things. Right. There's this big barrier. Somebody jumped over that barrier. What is Ellen doing? <laughs> um, all of that 
looks real scary. Yep. And then when you get out there for your first time and someone shows you what a cross race is and mm-hmm. you just kind of look around, you're like, I think I'm going to give this a shot. Yep. And that's so kind of a plug. That's why we do our free clinics. Right. It's just like just that little boost. Get, get over you that across initial, that hill. Yeah. Yep. Um, but there's plenty of people if you just say like, hey, can you show me mm-hmm. how you did that? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, um, you know. Like uh, Inakenti, you know yep. Kesha. Yep. Um, I owe I owe him a ton yeah. of off camber abilities. That's awesome. Because like, I just went up to match the race. I'm like, hey, Kesha, yeah. you you just killed me on that corner. Yeah. How'd you do that? And he's like, oh, I did this and this and this. And yeah. Like, oh, that makes yep. a lot of sense. And it's you know going back to those fundamentals, right? It's yep. simple techniques. It's mm-hmm. how are you know where are you pushing your weight on the handlebars? How yep. far back are you on the saddle? Yep. I mean, really simple stuff like that. And makes then a huge difference, right? And practice. Yeah, for sure. And that's the other great thing is this is, um, it's so funny. You hear you hear the jokes about like, oh, CX is coming. It's all, we're all the skills. Yeah, clients. right. But it is. You got to just keep on, you got to reprogram your brain. Yeah. It's a different way of riding a bike than mountain or mm-hmm. road or track. It's, it, once you learn all those skills to be able to do basically mountain biking on a road bike, mm-hmm. you can then back apply that out to road and mountain yeah. and whatever. But yep. there's a very, there's a couple of very specific, um, things to keep in mind when you're mm-hmm. out there yep. and it's just reprogramming your brain a little yep. bit most one of the biggest feedbacks i get when i'm working with athletes is this seems so counterintuitive I'm right like, you're right because your brain's programmed all wrong <laughs> right <laughs> so exactly we got to fix that yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting there's a lot of a lot of uh, similarities in the track with that too mm-hmm. it's like you know when to push push my bike downhill yeah to stay up yeah. what that doesn't yeah. make any sense right yeah um, and then as a some engineer during the day, um, I clean wastewater in the Twin Cities. Um, and by day, I think about that, and I and I always think about the physics of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why bikes, all cycle sports in general, the physics behind it are so yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Um, and so I I, I see that, mm-hmm. and then I try to relate that in something that actually makes sense. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So a little pl- uh, shout out. We at the cycling center, we've developed a, a STEM curriculum mm-hmm. uh, for after school program with uh, fourth and fifth graders. And it's all around the science of how bikes work. Good. So when we're teaching them how to do bike maintenance, we're actually doing like physics experiments on air pressure. Oh, OK. Uh, and then we talk about friction and heat transfer on braking and things like that. And then so they spin the wheel really fast and see yeah. if they can move it kind of. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really fun to see the kids light up when they get yeah. that, you know, when they recognize that. All right. Yeah. Well, I can swing by and tell them how to clean poop if you want. We can <laughs> teach them how to do well, that. Well, I too. was actually going to, we're starting to line up volunteers for our fall schedule. So we can talk. Okay. Good. I got a, I got a couple things, but Excellent. we can talk. Excellent. So uh, we talked, we sort of gone around a number of different topics uh, here. We talked a lot about the variation on courses. And I kind of want to get into this whole idea of U.S. cross and course design. Mm-hmm. Relative to European course design. Now, so the races that I've seen in Europe, um, and granted, there have only been a handful of them, but they've all been consistent in that they've got a ton of elevation change mm-hmm. and the conditions on the course are universally tough. OK, so it's a lot of mud. Uh, in fact, often the course will be nothing but mud. It's a lot of sand uh, and a lot of times it's really deep and rutted. So to me, seeing the power and the, uh, you know, the, the skill mm-hmm. that people have to have to, to race well in a race like that is yeah. much different than when we get out into an Aquila park where it's almost entirely grass. grass yep. Right. And, and maybe, um, I love topics I'm not briefed on. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- what I'm thinking about initially though, is that there's that culture in Belgium. They've been doing this for a long time. Yep. Those parks are cross parks. They are like all yep. year Absolutely. round. That is cross. Yep. And the, the 
the people, the community, the, the institutions there, mm-hmm. whatever local governments have said, no, this is a valuable yep. thing yep. we can do. Yep. And when you talk about Aquila, that's a that's a city it's a different, park. Sure. You know, when you yep. talk about any of the parks we go to, it's yep. a city or it's a it's almost always a city park. Yep. And so um, this is this is where I plug back. Right. You know, we should probably look at what our participation rates in like youth soccer and mm-hmm. youth tennis and stuff like that, because we got a lot of acreage going to sports that are sitting there. Yep. And we got almost no acreage going to right. sports that where you're uh, you're learning so many fundamentals. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I used to be a football coach. I used to play football, mm-hmm. a lot of ball sports, power lifter. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, the old okay. days you are, you are not the stereotypical power lifter. No, not anymore. <laughs> no, I lost a lot of weight. Um, but I mean, it's, you know, if we, if we took a minute and kind of looked back and said, Hey, where, where are we actually spending our, our, our resources? Like how many softball fields can we have? And, and yeah. my dad played minor league baseball and, and nice. like, I, I'm all I've done all the team yeah, sports, right, right. Um, but it's just what are we allocating resource wise? Mm-hmm. And all the team sports I played, I learned a lot about us versus them. Yep. I learned how to compete against somebody else to get mm-hmm. what I wanted. Yep. In road, especially you talk about track, mm-hmm. uh, road cycling, even mountain and cross. Mm-hmm. I'm going to line up with 40 or 50 people that I'm that are competing against me. Yep. And almost guaranteed, if I want to win, if I want to get what I want to get, I yep. got to work with my competitor. Right. And we all have to kind of get up on so that podium. True. Yep. And it's one of the few sports I can't really, if someone can find another sport, tell me about it. Yeah. Where you actually have to work with your main competitor. Co-opetition. To get, yeah. to get what you both want. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So. You did a really nice job of totally dodging my argument. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> that grass crits suck. Oh, grass crits are terrible. Um, you know, and, and it's, uh, you do have grass crits from time to time because that's what we have available. Yeah. Um, the course designers work really hard. I've, I've volunteered for some. I've, I've, I've worked for a few where it's, you're putting in a lot of time mm-hmm. to try to cut that course. Yep. And um, my hat's off to people that, that do that. Um, it's not an easy task at no. all. And there's a lot of grass seed that gets bought. Yeah. You know, to, to replenish that. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it's it's tricky. And, and, and you make a very good point about the, the public uh, spaces that we just don't have the dedicated parks. I mean, uh, you know, the uh, Sven Nye's, Grand Prix, mm-hmm. he bought that course. Okay. And so now he runs that as a cross school. Yeah. Uh, it used to be owned by a farmer or something like that up in, in Ball uh, in Belgium. And he bought the, the place and now runs a cross school there. Yeah. And so he's got that course. I mean, just a uh, pump full-time. track. That's it. Like, yeah. If we had a pump track within the bounds of Minneapolis and St. Paul, not necessarily greater Twin Cities, yep. like you could see ridership there a mm-hmm. lot. Um, so if anyone out there is listening, I'll I'll, I'll join your, your party and yeah. get this done. <laughs> there are a couple of moves. So there's the Cottage Grove uh, yep. bike park. Yep. I, I was down there early. I've, I haven't ridden it, but it looks like a ton of fun. And I was there right before it opened. Okay. We just uh, went this year. Yeah. Um, and it, it was in repairs. Okay. The, the repairs were going on at yeah. the time. But as far as for learning some pumping, some jumping, yeah, yeah. a little bit of that, the drops and whatnot, yeah, yeah that was great. Yeah. Um, it's also out in Cottage Grove. Right. Which for the vast majority of the metro Not is super on accessible. another corner. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So if we can get to the point where we had a pump track or even like a small, um, yeah, we've got Theo and those kind of things. But yeah. if we had a pump track inside Minneapolis, that's a lot of students, a lot of yeah, kids that could absolutely. show up and, and learn that. Absolutely. So. Uh, I need to remind everybody that they're listening to Blast Beats and Bikes here at McAllister College Radio, 91.7 FM in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, Bush, you made a couple of music requests. Uh, yeah. Well, and I got, so I got, I got voluntold to bring some, bring some requests, if I remember <laughs> That's right. right. And you yeah. did a very nice job. You followed my instructions, which yeah. is really good. Not everybody does that. Um, more well, you people don't, should. You don't want to get in, tr- in trouble with the USAC officials, so you follow <laughs> That's the <right>. instructions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Numbers go on the left. Yep. 
Don't fold them. <laughs> no. I learned that my third crit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we've got a song that you picked out by Silver Sun Pickups. Oh, man, um, yeah. So do you want to set up Busy Bees for us? Oh, uh, a couple of years ago when this came out, it just kind of struck me. You know, yeah. it, it's a it's a strong song. And, and what I want people to listen to is in that first... Um, I don't know music well, but the first time you go through and it just yeah. goes to like the hi-hats and it's yeah. just, yep. just think about that cadence a little bit. Think if you could actually make your legs move that fast. Yeah. Cause that's kind of what I go. That's my goal. So in right. single speed cyclocross, you're talking about peak RPM, 140, a lot of times, wow. but you could have a sprint 180, 200 RPM. Wow. And you just, you're just going, hoping that's you don't track fall level. down. I mean, yeah. that's track level sprint. Yeah. Well, our gear ratios are two to one instead of three and a half to right. one, you know, yep. so it's a or three to one. So, yeah. um, and so we, you know, there's that. And then also there's these refrains that really just make you like dig in and think like really self-evaluate. Yeah. And um, it, it's one of the ones that prepped me really well. Um, I still remember the day I listened to this riding out to the Hopkins crit yeah. years ago. And uh, just, um, just, it's so visceral. I guess nice. is what I said before. It, it really gets in your brain. And if you can try to move your legs that fast, that's, <laughs> that's the goal. All right. Well, now I've got, I've got fresh ears on this thing. I can't wait to hear it. All right. We're going to listen to Silver Sun Pickups with Busy Bees.
That was Silver Sun Pickups with Busy Bees. That was Bush's selection, first of uh, his selections. And uh, Bush, you, you talked a little bit off air about how you use that song for motivation. How do you how do you find the the path through that song for you? Uh, the highs and lows. Yeah. Like every cross race, you're going to feel joy at one point and just yeah. despair at the next, you know? <laughs> um, and, and we did talk a little bit too, that hi-hat that comes in. And some yeah. people just hear the bum. Bum, yep. Bum, and you know that's that's there, but like right. I'm listening to BPM. Yeah, and trying to really get those legs spinning up. And so if you can, to me, it's how you can get those legs spinning. And I race single speed cyclocross typically. I also like that because then there's no excuses. Right. Oh, I was in the wrong gear, or I didn't bring the right blah blah blah. No. You rode the bike hard, or you didn't. Like that is that's all there is to it. Yeah. You don't break chains because. There's nothing to shift. <laughs> um, but no, that, that song just kind of is good for me. It's um, one of the two songs, and I think the one we'll get into later, too, kind of hit me at the same time about, yeah. um, I think, actually closer to like four or five years ago now mm-hmm. I think about it. And um, and they just kind of came at the right time. That's you know, awesome. Ready to, ready to make these transitions in life. So Yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing. You know, either there's a riff that hits you mm-hmm. or that that rhythm that hits you or the or the story or the lyric that, that yeah. comes out that's really motivational. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool the way music can... Yeah, the, the I heart metal, I heart wine. Yeah, you know, and it's like you bring that metal and the wine together, and that's pretty much cross. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much right. Yeah, that's pretty much right. So, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the basic skills that people need to understand uh, to get into cross. Yep. If you, when you talk to people in your clinics, what are yep. some of the things that you say? Here's what you need to do to be to get into your first cross race. Show up. Okay. I mean, really, it is. You go to that first one, it's not going to go well no matter what. Right. Like, you're going to have a learning curve. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, with that, a lot of people are like, right away, I want to learn how to do barriers, and I want to do those mm-hmm. things. Okay, yeah, because it's it's one of those things that emotionally is going to hit you. Like, sure. Oh, there's this thing. I got to get off my yep. bike, get over this, this wall, Yeah. get back on my bike, yep. and I don't want to look dumb because everybody's standing there. Right. Guess what? You're going to look dumb. <laughs> you're going <laughs> it's, to. It's the nature of yeah. cross, I think. You everybody get, looks dumb doing cross. Yeah, <laughs> you start working on those fundamentals, and you go off and practice them, and you yeah. keep working on it, keep working on it. Don't be afraid to just do it at walking pace. Mm-hmm. It's much better to walk through it get it down yep. rather than try to run and fall over because yep. you're not coming back next week. If you do right. Yeah. So everybody's been there. We've all been there. Um, I also hear a lot of I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's terminology. We just kind of cut out yeah. of, of my sessions is there's really no wrong way to ride a bike, yeah. but it's this, it's this right or wrong right. mentality in our yep. brains. Totally. And, um, there's a fast way, there's a slow way, there's mm-hmm. a safe way, there's a dangerous way. Right. But really there's, very few things that are the wrong way. Yeah. Um, I call that style. Yeah. yeah. There you so, go. Um, there, there's definitely more dangerous ways and yep. safer ways. I try to, especially with first-year athletes, I'm going to spend most of my time working on what's a safe way to get through this corner or this type of mm-hmm. thing, cornering, yep. barriers, yep. bunny hops, whatever, good every time. Yeah. You know, you might not be the fastest. Yep. Um, but you're going to get through it every time mm-hmm. and you're going to have contact with the ground and you're going to come out on top. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. You know, and one of the things too, that I, I, I feel like is that the part of getting, feeling like you're looking dumb mm-hmm. is because you're not exactly sure what to do yeah. or how best to do it. And I think the familiarity with those fundamental skills allows start. you to make that choice more yep. confidently. You know, it's like, okay, am I going to get off? 
or am I going to try and ride this thing? Yeah. Right. And, and I think we're in a really cool spot in the Twin Cities. So anyone that's listening, you know, in uh, Netherlands or whatever, sorry. But <laughs> um, in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis-St. Paul, I think we got a great time right now. I was just texting with uh, Carrie Sipe a little bit ago, too. Mm-hmm. And they've got a clinic, I think, on, like, the 30th. It's kind of more of a discussion, okay. uh, mostly for WTF community yep. to, like, sit mm-hmm. down. Like, how do you get engaged? Yep. Um, you've got a lot of people saying, like, hey, come to my event on Tuesday, my mm-hmm. event on Monday. Yeah, it's overwhelming. But if you find one and go to it, check it out. Yeah. And if you're at a course, if you go out to check it out, um, you're at one of the Wednesday nights or you're at the All City coming up pretty mm-hmm. soon, that's going to be a huge, awesome event over at Theo. Yeah. Um, if you're at that event, just look at someone and be like, hey. You know, you did that thing really well. How'd yeah. you do that? Can you show or me that? Or just like, hi, my name's Bush. Yep. Because that's that's where I started. I showed up to an event. I was like, hi, I'm Bush. Yep. And then it went from there, and I yeah. found how I fit into this community and, and where I can be an mm-hmm. advocate for others. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, I think getting over that initial uh, fear and yeah. becoming familiar with stuff so that you can confidently choose yep. uh, the thing that you need to make that particular part of the coursework or yeah. just getting on the starting grid or whatever. And I'll, I'll share a freebie. Because uh, when I started snowboarding years ago, got 15 years ago, yeah. um, I wrote down on whiteout in the front of my snowboard, fear is the enemy of progression. And it is. Yeah. Like, just because you fear something, that's okay. It's mm-hmm. there. But recognize it, identify it, and, and go from there. Yeah, how, do you, how you address it is, yeah. is huge, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, cross is life. And people, aren't, people don't say that just because, like, it's, oh, it's my life. No, cross right. is a really good metaphor for all of life. Yeah. So Fear is the little death, I think, is the, uh, the phrase from Dune. Could be. Sci-fi guy. I don't know. So, yeah, I think that's the fear is, is the little death. Is that a Magic death. the Gathering thing? No, no, oh. no. This is Dune. This is like epic stuff. <laughs> and the original Dune with... <laughs> you, with, with, with... you got to see Jason's face right now. He's like, what do you mean? This is Dune. <laughs> don't screw around with sci-fi, man. This is Dune. <laughs> now we finally found <laughs> yeah. the drama. I can't yeah, get you to argue with me about Cross. But Dune. <laughs> Dune. Oh, that's so um, awesome. Yeah, I, I'm going to jump ahead, I think. Yeah. Um, there, was, there was a question. I, I have this nice list of questions out here, and it was, uh, what races are good ones for noobs? And yeah. I, I would say the one that's that's tomorrow, the first one you can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a citizen class or a Cat 5 or a beginner or something, yep. and um, more of the races, like the one we're putting out with Angry, Cot- Angry Catfish, who mm-hmm. supports my mountain biking and, and cross season, mm-hmm. Um I believe we're going to do like a little like clinic thing in there. Just, you know, maybe like a little corral. Yeah. Come over, work on a thing. You That's know, you're great. seeing more of that at these yeah. events. Um, kind of like you were mentioning with um, with the Southside Sprints yep. or whatnot or yep. the Big, Big Waters, Waters class. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you can, a lot more events are trying to get more people in. Yeah. We, I think a lot of folks are recognizing the um, homogeneous mix that mm-hmm. is uh, the white cis male in, yep. in cycling and yep. how boring it is. Yeah. And so and old. You got to yeah, add that old. qualifier, oh, right? Because none of us are getting any younger. No, a few of us. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's pick a demographic, whether that's that's based on uh, sex or color yep. or religion yep. or yep. age or whatever. Yep. And this is really a cool spot where we can kind of have that intersectionality yeah. uh, and surround. Be, it's kind of our waterhole of sorts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, there's probably other ones out there, but this is mine. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think it's it's really valuable to to be, I mean, for the sport, honestly, mm-hmm. to be welcoming and, and, and inclusive of new people, because uh, otherwise the sport will will die. Literally. Yeah. I mean, as we age out. 
you know, we're not going to be as excited about getting we're, off and running with our bikes. We're basically like the tobacco industry. Without without bringing in more teenagers, <laughs> right? It, we're going to lose all of our. I, I hope Cross <laughs> is a little healthier than smoking, but <laughs> I don't know. Same same concept. Got to bring <laughs> in newbies. Go. Got to keep them coming up. But yeah. yeah, the next the next one that pops up on the calendar, go for it. Yeah. As I mentioned, the the All City one, the the international. I don't know whatever Jeff Frain called it. Yeah. The international superstar challenge. Um, I think that's in a couple Sundays. I'm running a clinic the same day, okay. but I'm doing two individual clinics this year. So the folks that go to All City and want to try that out yep. and check it out, they can come to us next week and yep. vice versa. You know, we, yep. we know um, you talk about burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were running these clinics the last couple of years, beginning of August, and we wow. do a series of five, six weeks. Yeah. And we found that by October, by those big, awesome races yep. locally, people are tired. Uh, people are just tired. You get, yep. to, you get to states and people are like, yeah, I've been racing for three months. Right. And so that was pretty intentional to move it back. We yeah. had some other... Um, We've got really good friends getting married tomorrow, so nice. we couldn't do it this weekend. Yeah. Um, and then Labor Day, uh, we started scheduling one, and it just it fell apart. So yeah. we're trying some new things, keep on adapting. That's good. Um, but I, I think we've done a pretty good job of making sure no one's excluded mm-hmm. unless you're racing Schwamigan and All City and, yeah. some, and a third thing on the calendar. Right. Like, so if you're if you're already racing all those things, you probably don't need yeah. a free clinic. But you can still give us a call. Yeah, for sure. And we will do and a we'll do a paid you, session. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, you take you know, more experienced athletes and oh, your, yeah. Yep, yeah, I was your working coaching. with a, um, uh, I was working with a pretty experienced mountain biker last night, and then we had a good group of um, uh, of folks uh, with some experience earlier this week for cyclocross specifics. Mm-hmm. So mountain bike and cyclocross is usually where I go. But That's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, from beginner to faster than me, I'll work yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, talking about new things, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a new location for some of our Wednesday night cross races. What yeah. do you know about the new Battle Creek section? I don't know much. I know that was on the the options. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned I work with Angry Catfish yep. a little bit and, um, well, they support me wonderfully. So thank yep. you a ton. I do what I can to, to support him back. And, uh, I know we're going to do the Theo. It sounds like is where we're going to go. Okay. The new, uh, the new bike center there yep. and everything. And we're yep. going to do around that one. I've heard people talking a lot about battle Creek. There's a lot nice. of elevation there. Good. There's going to be a lot of weed cutting to like oh, cut down yeah. the grass and whatnot. Sure. But I imagine when you talk about a punchy course and it's going to be challenging for mm-hmm. everybody, um, it's not going to be a grass crit. That's, that's great. Sure. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. Well, that's good. We've got a, uh, a a calendar of events here that we need to put together for people. I think uh, so that people know what's what's happening here. Yeah, and, and they be- can also go to I think uh, is it CX MN. So just Google CX. Oh yeah, CX MN dot. Com, I think com, it's not yeah. .org. Yeah, yeah. .com. Not .net, nothing. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's com. old school .com. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, want to let people know that Fix Your Classic uh, is coming again tonight and tomorrow. It looks like it's stopped raining outside, so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so we might actually get racing in tonight. Uh, 6.30, it starts at the National Sports Center Velodrome, and then uh, tomorrow night it starts at 4.30 in the afternoon. Open Streets is this weekend? Open Streets uh, on Franklin Avenue is on 26th. That's Sunday. Uh, And the Cycling Museum of Minnesota is having their old school bike rally. Bring your own bike, or BYOB, bring your old bike, I should say. Yeah. And that's on the 26th as well. Might Um, not go to this wedding now. I might just stay in town. you got to make choices, man. Yeah, choices. Yep. Uh, and then Wednesday Night Cross, uh, the second one is on Wednesday the 29th. Yeah, I plan to be there. Awesome. Excited. Yeah. Good. And then uh, Thursday Night Lights up at the National Sports Center Velodrome yeah. on Thursday. And people should know, too, the Wednesday nights, those are not a USAC, if I remember right. 
I think right? that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. We kind of. I remember years ago, MCF. We were talking at one of the meetings. It was how do we how do we get people there, but yep. not you know how do we make this more uh, enjoyable, right? And, like not so serious. Yep. So if you're if you haven't done it, come out to Wednesday night. Yeah. Try it out. Do the citizen race, whatever. Yeah. Um, jump in the elite. Yeah. It's up to you. Yep. Um, it's just going to be longer, more yeah. pain. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so which some no, people like and jump into the category you should be in. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll see you all at Wednesday night CX. Uh, I think. Jason's trying to queue up the next song and get moving on. So, um, well, this has been yeah. really fun. Bush, yeah. I've been, I've had a blast hanging yeah, out with thanks. you this, this last hour. This I might be the too. only hour we've actually sat down together. Yeah. I mean, Usually we talked a, a ton, but yeah, first right. date or first, uh, first deep conversation we've had. It's yeah. been a ton of fun. Thanks, thanks for coming Jason. in. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. So, uh, we're going to close out as usual here with our outro music. This is uh, bicycle race by queen. I want to ride my I don't wanna be a candidate for being number one again Cause all I wanna do is